When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is the Code of Conduct with the King podcast. I am your host, Jay Smith, the King, and I am back on this Monday evening. But I'm gonna keep a buck with y'all. I'm a little, I'm a little annoyed. I'm a little ticked off. I probably shouldn't say that word on air. I'm gonna edit that out. But I'm a little ticked off. Y'all got me messed up in the 716, and I'm going to dress some stuff. But I also have two guests whom I have grown to love and care for dearly. I got two people who are amazing joining me tonight on the Code of Conduct. Got my homegirl Gina repping the Bay. And then I got my man Jason joining me as well. They are people who celebrate and support the San Francisco 49ers. I feel bad for them. But... They my peoples. I'm just joking around because that's my squad, too. I, I actually very much like the San Francisco 49ers, so I, I have big plans on trying to make it out there at some point this year uh, to make sure I actually get to see the stadium in person and go to the game and blah, 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 blah. But so y'all know who my guests are going to be. Y'all know how this is about to go. I'm not I'm not going to rant long. I promise. I promise. But I'm going I'm to get right into it. So I was at work today, so I really wasn't I wasn't able to be too active on Twitter like I normally am. You know, I I normally, you know, I'm tweeting, liking everything, responding to people, all this stuff. I'm at work. I get off of work out here. It's 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So out there in Buffalo, it's 8 p.m., right? So I get off, I go on there, and I see people specifically tagging players from the Buffalo Bills roster saying that they are a disappointment of Brandon Bean's tenure here or um, saying that whatever claiming. And then like, I told him how I feel to his face. I'm a man, blah, blah, blah. Listen, I'm going to just tell y'all straight out. This, this podcast thing is fun. This podcast thing is, it's a whole lot of fun. I've gotten a chance to meet a lot of players that I used to look up to as a kid. I've gotten a chance to meet some of the guys now who are younger than me that who are on the team, who I think are very talented. And I think they're good people. I've met some people who aren't good people. I've met football players who are jerks. We have some on the Buffalo Bills roster, but it's not my place to call them out as jerks. I do not understand how a fan base will attack the people that they're paying to see. And then aside from the fact that you're paying to see these people, these people are doing so much for the community of Buffalo. Cody Cody Ford is one of the best young men that we have on this roster. And I'm not talking about, forget the on-field stuff for a moment. I know we joke around, we talk about it in Buffalo because the team has kind of played, you know, mat- or musical chairs with his position. He started off at right tackle, then he moved to right guard, then he goes to left guard. I get it, I get it. So we're disappointed when it comes to the performance of Cody Ford. And we're disappointed when, you know, oh, he gave up a sack, he let Josh get sacked. It's football, it's football. If you look at the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes got sacked a whole lot. He got sacked a whole hell of a lot and lost that game. You look at the games prior to that for the season, Tom Brady got sacked a few times. Actually, early in the season, he was kind of ticked off. He didn't quite know the playbook, got sacked. It happens. 
that gives you no right to come out and attack people personally for who they are as an individual. I never come on this podcast and do this. I don't think that I'm like some big homie. I don't think that I'm the dude to speak for Buffalo. Not at all. But what I do think I am, I think I'm a man of character and high values. And and one of the things that I will not, I'm just, I'm not going to ignore it. I will always address when people disrespect others, when people disrespect others publicly, when people don't respect people's personal decisions and personal life, when people just period, just disrespect. What does Cody Ford's personal life have to do with you? You call yourself a fan. You got the Buffalo Bills logo as your profile picture. You got season tickets driving from Rochester every Sunday, but you want to come out and talk about Cody Ford. Miss me. Miss me. And the person that I saw doing it is blocked. Everybody I saw like it is blocked. And going forward, that's just how it is. It's okay to disagree with the team. It's okay to disagree with people's decisions. For instance, I personally don't agree with the decision that some of the players have made regarding the COVID vaccination. Personally. Personally, I am vaccinated. Personally, I believe that the vaccination has protected me. I do not wear a mask every day when I go to work because I'm protected. So for that reason, I personally disagree with Cole Beasley. I'm not going to go on Twitter and dog Cole Beasley and ask for the team to cut him or to be traded. The hell is wrong with y'all, man? What is going on? These guys bring us joy for 18, 16, 17 weeks of the season or of the year. I'm talking preseason, all that stuff. You got guys that come out here and put their bodies on the line for your entertainment. Granted, it's for checks. They get paid. Don't let me act like they ain't getting the bag. But it's for your entertainment. It's for you. So that way, what you do from Monday through Friday or from Tuesday through Saturday, when you need a break, you need a mental reset. You get to turn on your TV and you get to see Josh Allen jumping over guys. You get to see Stefan Diggs mossing people. You get to see Cody Ford pancaking guys. But instead, you want to come on here and you want to talk crap about people? Come on, man. And I know I joke. I joke. Y'all know me. I'm, I'm the professional Baker hater. Y'all know that. I talk about bum ass. Ba- see what I'm saying? I talk about him. I'm talking about sports. I'm making jokes. You call somebody a disappointment as a grown man? Who are you? Who are you to say that somebody, and this is the thing that gets me too, because it happens to me now, it happens to Joe, it happens to Bruce. It happens to a lot of my friends who are in podcasting or who are successful in any place. People who are not successful will come and then say hateful and hurtful things to you to discourage you because you're actually doing something with your life. I'm not about to sit here and talk about anybody. I don't want to make anybody feel negative or feel bad about what you do or don't do. But don't don't dare. Don't you dare think it's okay to come and and speak down to a person just because. You know what? Y'all got the point. Y'all got the point. It's sad, man. In the 90s, Bruce Smith was disappointed because the team and the fan base was doing this stuff. Bruce Smith. Bruce Smith wanted to quit football. That was in the 90s. It is 2021. And we are still dealing with treating our play. Come on, man. And then last season, last season, the Buffalo Bills was the best version of the Buffalo Bills we have seen since probably 1993, 1994, something like that. To be honest, this is the best version of the Buffalo Bills. We didn't win a Super Bowl last year. They never won one before. So 
we broke every single offensive record. Josh Allen broke pretty much every single record Jim Kelly holds. Cody Ford was a part of protecting Josh Allen to do that. How the hell is, how is Cody Ford a disappointment? Please tell me how he's a disappointment. Y'all really got me peeved today. Like, I, I, you know me, I'm normally like the happy guy. I come on here and I'd be like, yo, I love everybody. Love Buffalo. Y'all got me messed up. For real. Y'all really got me messed up. If y'all think that it's okay on any level to come in and speak some crap about somebody who has made it on a professional level at an elite level. And by elite, no, I don't mean that he's, no, he's not Jason Peters. I get it. I get it. Cody Ford has to develop. He's not that guy yet. You start your job, what, you're, you're, you're already the owner after three weeks? You don't have to learn your position when you start a new job. You don't get trained. You don't shadow people. You don't train people. That don't happen on your job. And then when you get a new position, when they switch you over from one position to another because you got some seniority there and they want to give you a promotion, you don't have to train for the new position. Y'all got me messed up, man. And I'm not even like the biggest Cody Ford fan of his game. I'm publicly publicly I've come out before and said he has to consistently put good film on. He hasn't he hasn't put four or five good games together. He hasn't put that together on film. So I have come out and said I need to see more from Cody this season. I think if if he has some stability on one spot, it could do wonders for him. I got receipts. I could pull up these tweets. I got podcasts where my voice is on there where y'all can hear it. But when you talk about you talk about bashing players. Come on, man. I'm going to get off of this. I'm going to get off of this because y'all got my mood down. Y'all see my shirt? I got me and my homie on here, my mind, Joe Miller. Make sure y'all check us out on Wednesday for the Hump Day Hotline. Y'all really got me messed up. Y'all really, really got me messed up. Whatever. It's the Code of Conduct. It is Monday. What's going on? Let me start it all over. Good morning. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is the Code of Conduct with the King Podcast. I am your host, Jay Smith, the King. And I am back, and I got my homegirl about to check in with me, Gina Reppin Debay. What's going on with you, Gina? Hi, how are you? I'm I'm better. I'm sorry you had to sit there and listen to that. No, you're. I, um, that was a family thing. I had to, you know, we had to ha- do some things with the family. But uh, I'm so happy to have you on here. I'm so happy to speak to you. I know my man Jason is gonna um, jump in in a moment. But uh, why don't you first, before we get going, why don't you let everybody know? You know, you're repping the bay, but let everybody know kind of how you're repping the bay, what that means. Um, well, I'm a San Francisco native, um, actually third generation. Um, and I am a super duper sport fanatic. Um, I grew up loving the 49ers, the San Francisco Giants, um, the Golden State Warriors, and um. Yeah. That's beautiful. I'm a <laughs> Buffalo Bills fan my entire life. So um, I wanted to bring you all on. Obviously, everybody in Buffalo now knows that I have relocated and now I'm in Phoenix. So part of what um, I'm trying to do, I'm not getting away from my Buffalo team, but I do also live in a completely different area code. So there's times that I want to get involved where I am. So uh, with that being said, your team is in the NFC West, my new home team, like the you know, they're in the NFC West. So I kind of want to talk about that, but I'm not going to talk about that first. We're going to talk about um, last year's game where the Mm -hmm. Buffalo Bills and the the San Francisco 49ers played. Before we do that, I'm going to bring in my other guest here, my man, Jason. First of all, I've done, I've done work with this guy before. 
I want y'all to understand that this is probably one of the most talented brothers that I have met in the last year since I've been doing the podcast. And, and if you aren't following him, please go follow him. Subscribe to his content. My man, Jason, what the deal, homeboy? Oh, man, that uh, that is really, really nice to hear, man. I'm humbled by those words. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to be here with you and Gina. Gina, what's up? Um, you Hi, know, Jason. And, um, I'm, I'm, this is a lot of fun. And, and I really appreciate those kind of words, bro. Uh, it's uh, it's not every day that you get somebody who's verified to give you those kind of words, man. Like you you in a different like level now that you you got that yeah. check mark, man. I can't. Nope. I, I, I applied <laughs> twice and they were like, nah, man, you ain't got it. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. When I when I got the email, like when it like I got the email and it's like, um the, the subject said like with great no with a blue check mark comes great responsibility and i'm like what the f-? like literally i'm like what i had no to be honest with you and i mean this like i'm i, I mean this in the most humble way possible i have no clue i have no clue why i am verified to this day i still feel like it's it's a blessing but i'm confused as to why people even listen to my show you know, because I don't feel like I'm that thorough. You know what I mean? But I appreciate everybody who supports me. I love everybody. And I appreciate those kind of words from you, boss. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be here, man. I'm sorry that I hopped on a little bit late. I was just finishing up my new show with uh, Croc. That's a shameless plug. Also, my bad. I didn't mean to do that. But um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I, I, I see where you're going with this uh, this discussion about last year's game. And uh, I feel like I owe myself a little bit of a slap on the wrist because of so many things that I said when we, when we talked about it. Right. Because we were on the same show right before it. And man, did I get it all the way wrong? Like everything, almost every, almost anything that I added into that game got all the way wrong. I even picked the 49ers to win. Remember that game? Going you into did. it, you you guys were six and two, and we were what? We were four and five or whatever it was. And the 49ers were favorites with Nick Mullins. Mm-hmm. With Nick mm-hmm. Mullins as quarterback, mm-hmm. favorite to win that game. Yep. I don't know. And and that's the, the start that, that kind of spooked me. I was like, oh man, if what does Vegas know? What are they doing? And cold take myself. I picked the Niners to win. I thought Jordan Reed was going to do something in this game. I thought uh, I thought that Jason you know Garrett was. Yeah. <laughs> no, you I remember, remember you saying. I, of course you remember that. Because <laughs> I said, hey, look, 2025 snaps, you know, he might be able to do something. And then I remember Spence was like, 2025 snaps, that's a lot. <laughs> he was like, that's not that's not a small role. And hey, but but to say this, though, he did catch a touchdown in the game. It was a garbage time he touchdown, did. but but it wasn't. I expected him to have more of an impact. And, uh, yeah, I got to own it. That was a bad game all around. I mean, Stephon Dix kicked this team's ass, honestly, man. He was just so good in this game, and so was Josh Allen. It was actually you know a wake-up call. Diggs ate, yeah. but, but when I went back to kind of look at all the statistics. I believe Cole Beasley actually led the team in receiving yards. He had 130 yards, nine receptions, and a touchdown. Like, that's crazy. He did. A lot of mistakes on the defense, a lot of blown assignments, yeah. you know, that's another thing that kind of really, you know, get, you know, I speak to uh, I speak to a player on the team who, who wasn't actually playing in that game. And I kept like asking him like, what's going on? What happened? And he's like, man, you know, Sherm, remember the touchdown to Gabriel Davis. Um, it was uh, the, the touchdown over the head of Sherm. He, he told me Sherm's got to carry that a little bit further up the sideline and Tarverius Moore's got to get over there on the top. And uh, yeah, man, it was just a lot of mistakes. And that, that game was, uh, kind of like really put me in my place when when I thought about the 49ers playoff chances and uh it's good to look back on now because you get it wrong. Yeah, I remember you actually um like on your on your socials you you kind of you kind of did an about face. Like you were you were very confident. Not I don't want to say very, but you were you were optimistic heading into that game saying like, "You know what? I like our chances and our division is still kind of doing whatever it's doing and I think that we can put this together and we can make this happen." You know, um 
I think I think the biggest thing from last year, my takeaway um, is that now Josh Allen has respect. But I think all last season until like he did this stuff in the playoffs and I know we lost in the, in the conference championship, but until he started to do this thing in the playoffs and on national television, I think a lot of times Vegas, national media, other content creators, journalists, all that stuff, they just didn't quite respect him. Because Buffalo, if we're honest, man, Buffalo every year, our fan base is like, nobody respects us. Nobody loves Bills Mafia. Nobody loves the Bills. And the thing is, they start to kind of look and they're like, okay, we see what's happening. And then they fold. Uh, Gina, real quick, because I, I, I don't want to lose you in this conversation. Um, last year, I know you mentioned before we went live here, you were talking about your memories and, and your thoughts about the game. One of the things that I wanted to ask you about actually has nothing to do with football about this game. I actually, because I had a little bit of beef, me and you, we've been, we've been doing some, um, we've had some conversations off the timeline and we've been getting to know each other. You are in, well, she told, first of all, she told me not to call the same friend. I got yelled at, I got whooped verbally. I did not so, yell at you. <laughs> Bills fans, if you're ever going to visit San Francisco or the Frisco or, you know, whatever, it's like 80 names, but it's not San Fran. She went off on me. They got food out there. Apparently y'all, y'all really on the map for some, for some real good food. And Buffalo yes. to me is known on that. It's known on that. So I, I, I kind of want to, I'm coming out there for the November 7th game. So I'm going to start off. I'm going to switch it. I don't want this to be like the deepest, most, uh, you know, I don't want to go into depth about games. I want to have fun with my friends right now. So I'm going to start off. That's where we at. I want to battle Buffalo and San Francisco on the food tip. So so where are you at with that? With food? I, I mean, you want to know, like, where to go? When I come there for the game, specifically, oh. I want football food. Well, I mean... Levi Stadium is in Santa Clara. It's not exa- mm-hmm. it's not in San Francisco. It's like mm-hmm. 45 minutes away. It's south in the South Bay. So, um if you're talking like San Jose food, you know, I'm not too familiar with that. But if you're talking about San Francisco, I live in the most in the mo- in the best neighborhood in San Francisco, the Mission District. And I live actually that's where I'm at right now. I live like about four blocks walking distance from my elementary school and my high school. <laughs> my man, Daniel says the San Francisco is the home of rice aroni. <laughs> it's San Francisco, Francisco treat. treat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So now I, I just did that to kind of lighten the mood. I'm still in a bad mood. I'm trying to, I'm trying to what get myself. Miss? Out what did I miss? I, I see the comments Bro. and everybody's like, you know, like out there Bro. happy you got it off the chest. I wish I was here. God, please don't make me revisit it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, you know what? I'll just rewatch it. I'll rewatch it after we're done. I definitely have to see this, though. I definitely have to see it. Yeah. This. So, I mean, so I apologize even for the listeners. I had to throw something out there just to get my mind back. Because honestly, like, dude, that I, I'm going to tell you. Damn it. I'm going to tell you. This is my show. It's called of Conduct. So I, I logged on to Twitter when I got off from work. Normally, I'm kind of active throughout the day, and I, I wasn't able to be active. I logged in, and there were, I don't want to say fans. There was a fan who found it appropriate to call out specific players and to call them disappointments and to just just nothing positive nothing positive i'm not gonna go back on my rant i just wanted to tell you what happened so i was in a bad mood i'm moving on moving on now gina let's get back to the game now so you you know you already told me about the food all that i'm coming out there gina already told me we're going to karaoke we're going to party so it's about to be a good time but (laughs) but now back to the game like we said 34 24 uh it changed jason's outlook on the on the season 
how did that game affect you as a fan? What was the, what was the, cause you were there too. So what was the feeling in San Francisco? At, I said the whole city. What was your feeling in San Francisco after that? I mean, I, it was just to me um, th- where you knew it marked the downfall where you kind of just predicted, okay, you know, this is, this is like a, um, like a premonition that it's not going to be good for the rest of the season. You know, that it's not going to get any better. Um, we had Kittle out. We had Garoppolo out. We had like, you know, the defense did not look good. Um, it, it just, I knew, I knew from then on, we weren't making the playoffs. I mean, I had hope, but I mean, realistically, it just, uh, everybody just was down and out. It, I really it was, thought that that was, would be a springboard. I think I like, I thought that game was going to springboard them into the playoffs. That's what I was yeah. more thinking was like, you know, like a, a big win against, cause I didn't take you guys lightly. I just thought that they would find a way because I remember what it was. I remember when I did the, cause you guys played the chargers the week before, right? Bryce Mance? Mm-hmm. Okay. So when I watched that game, I watched them attack you guys running the ball in a similar way that the 49ers do, right? Like when you watch the, the all 22, you can see the traps, you can see all this. So I'm like, okay, the 49ers are going to come in here. They're going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And they're just going to try to try to beat them that way. But like, like Gina said, the defense, man, you know, no, um, no, no tart in that game. Um, I'm sure we're missing other people. Tarverus Moore mm-hmm. had to play in that game who he has all the gifts, but he just unfortunately can't put it together. But yeah, I think that was a sobering moment. Even Jason yeah. Verrett. Jason Verrett had a stellar season. Yeah, I think, he had I think, 11 tackles that game. Right, but I yeah. think he was dinged for like 145 receiving yards in that game by whoever it was. So that's very un-Jason Verrett. Like, um, I guess the one positive in that game was Brandon Ayuk. Who scored a touchdown, mm-hmm. caught a long pass down the field with Nick Mullins. Yeah. And uh that was it pretty much, honestly. That was a very sobering moment. I felt like, yeah, mm-hmm. this is it. Like this team is this team's kind of cooked, at least in terms right. of trying to get into the playoffs. Even my I guy, see, Fred Warner, was like nowhere to be found. You know, that's yeah. my favorite player. <laughs> well, so you you Jay, you just mis- mentioned uh Brandon. I like Brandon a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I think that he he has the potential to develop into you know a, a top receiver in the league. I know well technically for your team he pretty much is like the top guy. Um, but when I say develop into it for the league, I mean like the way people talk about Diggs right now, the way people talk about Hopkins, the way people talk about um, you know Adams or, or specific people. I feel like he can develop into that. Um, but I think a lot is going to have to depend on that. And and the biggest thing going forward is your quarterback. You guys just spent um, a very, very high draft pick on a quarterback, but you still have Jimmy G. So what's the energy like within the San Francisco fan base? Is it Jimmy G this year? Is it going to be, you know, your rookie? Is it going to be like, what's happening as far as your quarterback position? Gina, you want to take this one? Cause you know that this discussion is, is incredibly toxic on, on Twitter. And I've been trying yeah. to, I, I have literally done podcast after podcast and not mentioned this at all. So, wait, a minute. wait, wait, I'm sorry, Gina. Before you get into this, I already know it's something for, for Jason to, to defer. <laughs> for, for, for Jason to defer, because he don't defer. But go ahead, no. I, I would love to. Well, um, so I'd like to plug my podcast, which is um, Reppin' to NorCal Sports on IE Sports Radio. And um, I it comes on Monday uh, at 3 p.m. Pacific, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern. And um, Basically, so 49ers Twitter likes to just go half for oh, 49ers stands, 49er hate, you know, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo stands, Jimmy Garoppolo haters. And, um, 
you know, I think, you know, it's like if you pick a side, you know, you, you want, ah, it's so hard. But I think Jimmy, I'm not a stan. I was a Jimmy G believer, okay? Um, but he is injury prone, all right? Um, I think, I, I want to say they're going to start him. But I feel like, I mean, look, we drafted a rookie. I mean, I don't know, you know. I want to say they're going to start him, and then they're going to pull him out, and then they're going to put in Trey. That's what I think. So, so about here, my guy Eli just said that he thinks by week six, six that Trey Lance is going to take over. So before we go I right back to eight. Jason, Gina, where are you at? You said eight? Think week eight. That's what I think. Okay. What you with, Jason? So I think that Jimmy starts, and I think that the problem is with, with this discussion and why it's so toxic is people are not being objective, okay? So when, I, when I'm talking about this and I'm talking about how the organization feels about Jimmy Garoppolo, I am going based off of their actions. Let me explain. Mm-hmm. Right after they went to the Super Bowl, they lose that game. They're immediately in on Tom Brady. Now, they didn't sign Tom Brady because Tom Brady wanted his bag, and the 49ers said, look, we're not going to give you $38 million or whatever it is. And then what happened? The next day he signed with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Mm-hmm. Then you start to talk about them flirting with Deshaun Watson when that was available. Matthew Stafford actually happened. They called on Teddy Bridgewater. They called on Sam Darnold. They traded up for Trey Lance. What does that all tell you about what the 49ers view uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and how they view him? They don't view him as the as the solution, and they, they even admitted, hey, we overpaid for Trey, but you got to do it to get your guy. That's the problem. When I say statements like that that are completely objective because the timeline is laid out for it, your coach has said this out loud so much. I get attacked for being a hater. Oh, you're a hater. No, I'm being objective right down the middle. I can still tell you and look you in the face and say that I think that they're going to Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he makes too much money for you to bench him because then you're sinking any sort of trade value that he has at all. And the only way that trade really starts is either he gets injured or Jimmy falls flat on his face. We're going to find out. And I don't think that they're in any rush to go to Trey Lance because I think that Kyle Shanahan likes the idea of having a year to mess around and not be forced to throw him right in there. Right. He's got like a year where people will be okay with, hey, Trey sat. He learned a little bit. And then you unleash him the next year. I fully expect him to have a a package of plays that he'll be utilized in, like, you know, how they use Kaepernick early in his career um, with Alex Smith. But uh, I I just think that discussion is so toxic. And also the discussion is overblown. Um, There's nothing, no new information for you to go off of. People are declaring Trey Lance to start on week one. People are saying this. How do you know that? Camp starts in a few weeks. Let's wait for one positive camp report, and then we can speculate. At this point, I think they're just going to stick with the guy that they're paying all that money to, and you have to prop up his trade value. Um, when when Trey Lance comes in, I don't know, because that would really uh, that would really depend on how well Jimmy Garoppolo is playing and are they winning games, right? So, like, someone asked me, they tried to bait me into an answer. I forget what podcast I was in. He was like, you wouldn't be disappointed if Jimmy Garoppolo plays 17 games. I said no, because if Jimmy Garoppolo plays 17 games, they probably have won 10, 11, 12 of them. They're not going to stick with him if he's not playing well and they're not winning games. Right. So that's mm-hmm. that's the part that people lose. And, and again, that's no bias. It's all objective. All those things that I laid out about the quarterback scenario, those are documented. Those are documented. When you don't get Deshaun Watson or Matthew Stafford or those guys, you turn to the number three pick and you and you trade all those picks because you're desperate to get someone else in there. They, they, that's my rant, I guess, uh, you know, on, on Jimmy Garoppolo. Man. I agree 100 percent. Well, I think um, so just so you know, so from an outsider's perspective, uh, from the very jump, I've been a I've been a Garoppolo 
disbeliever. I've, you know, when he was in New England, I know that he, you know, he came in, uh, you know, a couple of times. He has some moments there where they're like, yo, this guy's going to be something special. And then, you know, when he got traded, it's like, oh, he's going to go out to San Francisco and he's just going to be this this monster. His record looked like this dude was just going to be like, OK, he's a winner. Right. But mm-hmm. I felt like when I watch him, I was just underwhelmed. I don't, you know, it was one of those things where I, I feel like when he throws the ball, it doesn't look like what it should look like from a star quarterback. Like, and I don't know how to explain that any other way. Like, I'm not saying that like he can't throw the ball. He's a quarterback in the NFL. Obviously, he can throw the ball, but it just it just doesn't quite do what it's supposed to do, in my opinion. So um, I, I just haven't been a fan. Now, Trey Lance, I like this kid. I like this kid. Now, do I think he's ready right away? No, I'm a Bills fan, so I understand. Um, you know, it's, last year was year three for Josh, and that's when we finally started to see like a real successful version of Josh Allen. So speaking of that, I think everybody in the chat can can agree with me and say it's so refreshing to speak to another team that has to go through a quarterback search as opposed to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I wish you guys luck. I, honestly, I, I hope you guys are successful and I hope we meet you guys in, in February. But um, yeah. I just don't know if, if if Jimmy can't stay healthy. I don't know if that can happen. You guys have the best tight end in the game. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. I like that so, phrase. I mean, it is what it is, though. I mean, like, and as much as I love Travis Kels, apparently it's not Kelsey. Um, as much as I love Travis Kels, there are just things that that Kittle does that I just, you know, to me, Travis Kels is a wide, is a very, very, very good wide receiver. Yeah. Kittle's I mean, a tight end. It's hard. It's hard to to knock. Uh, you know, because Travis Kelsey is so good at what he does and the way he's utilized, right? And and I think that there's a narrative too against uh, Kelsey because that is really his name, and he really had to like let people know that that's that yeah. we've been pronouncing his name the the, the wrong way. It very much. Yeah, even even Patrick Mahomes was talking with uh, CEH on Twitter, and they were like, "Bro, he never corrected us one time, like ever." <laughs> um, but I think it's interesting when you talk about like Josh Allen's development, right? I think the Kyler Murray, Josh Rosen thing has kind of changed the way people evaluate rookie quarterbacks. Like, you got a year, and that's it, or we're getting rid of you. That's not how this works, you know. Josh Allen developed in year three and it's a good thing to have it's a good problem to have so we're gonna see what happens with trey um and we're gonna see you know where jimmy's at because basically what jimmy garoppolo is playing for is his his title of a starting quarterback in this league if he flames out this year i don't think that there's going to be teams jumping at the chance to have him as their starter and one more thing that 49er fans the reason that they held jimmy up so high yes wins five straight games in 2017 then what happens in 2019 amazing defense they go to the super bowl but at the same time, how much of that has to do with surrounding? How much of that has to do with the fact that the 49er fans had been watching Brian Hoyer and uh, and all these other guys before? So it's almost like yeah, it's almost like right, exactly. It's almost like a guy when or, or a woman when you're dating and you meet somebody and you've been swinging and missing on mad dates and you finally have a connection with somebody, but you give them the ring too early, right? You 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 get married right away, right? Because they they extended him after five games. You gave him the ring too early, and then when he gets back to the house, you realize, oh, man, he eats with his mouth open. Oh, man, he throws his socks on the floor. Like, And all these cracks start to show, and then you're like, man, we probably shouldn't have jumped into this. So that that's kind of, you know, that's my analogy for what happened with Jimmy Garoppolo, at least. Yeah, no, I wish you. Jimmy, Jimmy pulled the wig off and took the makeup off, and it was like, <laughs> Who the hell did I get? It was like, who is this? The lights came on in the club. The lights came on in the club, and you started looking around like, oh my god, what did I do? I just made out with her. The beard off. I keep telling dudes, man, y'all better take these women swimming, bro. Y'all better go swimming. (laughs) 
<laughs> and, and, and real quick, speaking to Travis Kelce, my man said, y'all going to put some respect on my name. I ain't going to tell y'all no more. I ain't going to tell you no more. But but OK, let's go. So now <laughs> I, I do want to uh, I want your opinion real quick, uh, both of you on. Um, I know you're not Bills fans, so I know you don't, um, you know, religiously well, watch the team. To oh, be fair, oh. I, I do watch the Bills a lot. And someone passed along a, a question to me on Twitter and they said, if you had to pick another team to cover, like let's say someone said you can't cover the 49ers anymore, you're done. I would immediately jump to be a Bills, uh, a Bills content creator immediately. That's a that's a, a no brainer, a no brainer. I would jump right over. Yo, I don't think I can love you more than I do. <laughs> I, wait, hold on. I I jumped on. I was a bit, temporary Bills Mafia fan for the Super Bowl. Yep. Okay. And, and, so both and when, and, I have you know, receipts on Twitter. And when we I'm were eliminated, saying. when we were eliminated, I was like, "Oh, we Bills Mafia now. That's yeah, it. Like that's it. Sure. Like we're in. Sure. We're in. That's it." So so again, Twitter. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say again. I don't think I can love y'all more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> but damn it, I love y'all. I love <laughs> so. But with that being said, like so, um, I know this season uh, the Buffalo Bills decided to go with continuity. They decided to bring basically everybody back. Um, we did move on from John Brown, who who ended up making his way out to Las Vegas now. Uh, but we brought in Emmanuel Sanders to replace him. Uh, so I think we have, if not the best route running team in the league, I think we have the second best route running team in the league. Um, it, it's it's going to be insane as far as receivers being open for Josh Allen. Like I'm actually nervous for defenses this year, but um, I just kind of want your take on how you view the team this year. This is the first year um, that my team has national respect before the season starts. So it's a new feeling for me. So I kind of just, I want to bask in this moment and hear both of your takes. Uh, as far as the bills or, or how we're looking at the 49ers this year. Oh, I mean, the Bills and the season coming up, like, how do you oh. how do you view the team and, and how do you you know, what are your expectations for the for the Bills coming up this year? Yeah, the Bills are, are part of an, an elite class in the AFC. Uh, if I had to pick three teams, it's going to be the Chiefs, the Bills and the Browns. I think those are the three teams that everybody else is going to be chasing at this point. Right. And, uh, you know, hey, you ran into the Chiefs last year. No one can blame you for, for not pulling that one out. You guys went to the conference championship in year three with Josh Allen. He took an amazing leap. I love the, the Emmanuel Sanders move. And you're probably not going to find a bigger John Brown, Smokey Brown fan than myself. I was championing and, and saying the 49ers need to go get this guy right now. Everybody's like, ah, who's going to throw him the ball? Bro, get him the ball in space. They did it with Josh Allen. Like you literally throw it to him in the, in, in, you know, with a screen pass and he's gone. I really think that much of John Brown. Um, but I really, I love your chances this year. Like, I think that it's those three teams and then everybody else in the AFC is chasing at this point. And, you know, the Chiefs have made some upgrades. They understand that that offensive line is really kind of what cost them that, that Super Bowl. Well, not kind of. It's exactly what cost yeah. them the Super Bowl. So they they went and they, they, they reinforced that. I can't believe that they were allowed to get Orlando Brown and they were able to, you know, able to get all these other guys to, to you know, exactly, right? Like that, it made me roll my eyes because the Chiefs had like $37 in Monopoly money and salary cap. All of a sudden, everybody's back and they're bringing in new guys. The salary cap is a myth, guys. There's my rant on that. But I, I really view you guys as a top three team, um, possibly top one in the AFC. And I would not be surprised to see uh, the Bills in the big game in February, especially if Josh Allen continues on his trajectory. And, you know, Stefan Diggs last year really separated himself as a top five receiver. I mean, 127 receptions with a new guy, with a new quarterback. Like, you don't do that in one year. And that just is a testament to him. And uh, I think that the only thing that I would be concerned with um, is just, you know, get Zach Moss rolling. Get that get that running game going a, a little bit better. And I think that you're a complete team. You're completely balanced. 
Yeah, I was I was a big, um, you know, well, let me put it like this. I did not want and this is not a, a diss at this point to Greg Rousseau. I'm very happy with our first round pick. But I was in the camp where I wanted the Buffalo Bills to to draft that kid from from Clemson. I wanted a running back. I wanted Travis Etienne and I wanted mm-hmm. him now. Like I wanted him yesterday because not because I don't think we have enough weapons. Uh, apparently, yeah, obviously, we have weapons. We were one of the best offenses in the league. But the running game, it, you're right. It did suffer to the point where, you know, Josh Allen was, I believe he was our second leading rusher, you know, or the, I have to look at it again. You know, like I said, I didn't quite look at stats for this because I just was, but Josh Allen took up a big chunk of that. It was like a third of our rushing yards went to him. I don't want Josh running. I get it. I don't want him to stop running like completely because it's part of what makes him dangerous. Like the, the threat that, Oh, he's going to take off or he going, but I don't want him taking unnecessary hits no more. So I want a guy who can go back there and, and get the ball 15 to 20 times a game and actually be, you know, like just, just make a difference. Last year, it wasn't quite as much, but I don't think it's the running back's fault. I really don't think so. The year before, Devin Singletary had a very, very, it was a, a far better season, a far better season because the schemes that we were using when we were running was, was by far better you know, for the type of running back that Devin Singletary is. I do think the team sort of favors Zach Moss a little bit over Devin, um, and for me, I'm, I'm cool with that because I, I like Zach's style. I, li- I like who he is as a person. I like I, ju- I just like how he carries himself. So I'm, I'm cool with that. But but man, I agree with you so much. What are you thinking, Gina? Um, I got to plug in my laptop. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually think that uh, you guys got the best team in the AFC. That's that's so refreshing to hear. I like I'm just telling you, like for real. Like I, I know as 49ers fans, like you guys have you guys have Super Bowls to your history. You know, like you have playoff wins in your history. Recently, you've been to the Super Bowl. You know, you have yeah. the you know, you have the cap time where Cap took you there. You got Jimmy when Jimmy took you there. And you know, so at the very least, I know you didn't win the big game and I apologize. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna talk crap on that, but I'm saying like I, I understand the pain there, but you had some success recently. The Bills have not had that, man. So this is this is so refreshing to hear. Yeah, I mean, I was um, you know, I'm I'm confident that you guys are gonna get far, you know. Um, I think Josh Allen is is a really good quarterback. I I was predicting, you know, just in my own head and stuff. I'm like, you guys are gonna probably beat the Chiefs this coming season. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you guys win it all, to be honest. I hope we do, but I wouldn't be surprised if you guys did, you know. Um, that's how good I, I think that I mean I I was I was actually shocked that, you know, uh, I think we all were that the Bucks won Super Bowl. Um, I didn't see that coming. I don't think anybody did really, but their defense was just phenomenal. So, you know, and Mahomes, uh, I mean, I think he lost like the most yards for a quarterback in a Super Bowl or something like I mean he was running for his life you know that yeah. they, uh, that offensive line was done I mean I you know a lot of people want to blame Patrick Mahomes for that Super Bowl I thought that he played better in that game than he did in the, the 2019 Super Bowl <laughs> you know like I, I know that I know that he had some big plays at the end of that but largely ineffective or or not really a problem in yeah. his first few games you know but he was doing everything he could he was running for his life yeah, 2019. I mean, he played shitty the first three quarters. That's why I'm surprised he even won MVP. It should have been uh, Damian Williams. Damian Williams. Williams. Yep, Damian yeah. Williams. Or, or Chris yeah. Jones. Yeah, 
Yeah, but you, so, but you mean, know how that goes. They have to give it. Yeah. To, I mean, same thing going years yeah. back when when um you know we knew they should have handed the ball off to to uh, Marshawn on the you know like we know right. that, but they wanted to give they wanted the game to be won by the quarterback so they could right. give the MVP to the quarterback, and it's just like come on, win the damn game, man! It's the Super Bowl. Yeah. That was an amazing game, by the way. Uh, thank you for bringing that one up. I bet you, uh, I bet a, you would. Like, yeah, that, that was, was yeah, like I, like I was like warming my hands on the TV. Like I just like at that point, I I, I was not a fan of Richard Sherman at that point. So like to see his face after the interception, I was just like, yes, yes, that was the best. That was the best. <laughs> I, I'm a now I'm a, I'm a Russ fan. I will admit that I'm a oh, Russ look, fan. And I got um, snaps yeah. for Dina. Yeah, Kristen. Uh, we my, now now so Kristen is, um, I believe. I don't want to call her the owner. I don't know the correct terminology, but she's the founder, one of the founders to um, Bill's Mafia Babes. And it's a very, very um, really successful group where a lot of women have come together and really like they doing stuff. They doing stuff. So shout out to her. I call her K-Gun. That's my girl, K-Gun. So look, first of all, I appreciate you just saying all the stuff about the Bills. I don't even know. My heart is just oozing. It's oozing. (laughs) I would love to see a Berman Bowl. That would be fire. Because Berman, for like, I want to say 12 straight years, every single prediction for yes, the, the Super Bowl, <laughs> San Francisco and Buffalo, every yes. single year, every year. Totally. I keep, I, keep, I keep reaching out to Chris. He he actually, so here's the thing. I, I reached out to him to actually uh, to get him on the show before the season started. He had some some things going on where he wasn't going to be like available because he was out the country and blah, 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 blah. I'm going to get him on there because I actually really do want yes. him to make that. I want him to make that same prediction. Ooh. So when I get him on here, I'll make sure like you guys know it. Cause I know it's, it's your squad. So for sure. uh, <laughs> let, let's, uh, let's go back to your team for a moment there. No, cause, cause like I said, we talked about the rookie. We talked about Jimmy. How do you, how do you see your team performing this year? You know, I'm a, I'm, I'm in Phoenix. So I got season tickets to the, the Arizona Cardinals. You know, I know that's not something that uh you two would be proud of, but you know, I live here, so I just want to go to the games. But <laughs> yo, how y'all feel? How y'all feel? What's happening this year? Um, so as far as this roster is built right now, you know, barring catastrophic injuries, because the 49ers have had injuries for three straight years. Now I don't know what's going on, what they need to change because they got rid of the strength and conditioning coach, you know, and then we had two more people pop up before even training camp happened. Their seasons are lost. Tarverius Mora and Justin School. Um, even Jeff Wilson, Jeff Wilson tore his meniscus standing up and yep. turning. That's literally how he tore his meniscus in the weight room. Insane, right? So um, it's all about injuries, right? This roster is built, even with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, which is no slight. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Yeah. This this team is built to play defense, run the hell out of the ball, and just make timely plays. And they have enough playmakers. And as long as you have Kyle Shanahan as the coach, you know that they're going to scheme up things. Offense is not the problem. Even when we were losing last year, they still found ways to put points on the board, whether that was C.J. Beathard, Nick Mullins, who were quarterbacks, um, which is hard for anybody to do. So um, it all depends on health. And I think that for the first time, if Jimmy Garoppolo were to get hurt again, we can feel really good about the backup, like expect the win, like type stuff. Like it's not like with Nick Mullins, we're treading water. Like you just want to, you know, mm-hmm. keep us in the game. Hopefully you make a play at the end of the game. You know, there's, there's a feeling that Trey, when he's ready to go, he's ready to go because they, Kyle chose him. And, and this is coming from an absolute Justin Fields stand. Like I, I told, like when I did my evaluation process and when I first started, I, zo- I zeroed in on Trey Lance because I thought the 49ers would be picking at 12. And I thought that he would slide there because people don't like projects. He went to NDSU. Cool. Competition. All that stuff came out. 
But I wanted Justin Fields, and I wanted him at three. I did. I did. I really did, and I still think that Justin Fields – I think we all did, Jason. Yeah, I know. It's a bummer. Like he, I, I see him swagged out in that beautiful blue jersey, the Bears. It looks so <laughs> good. I, I, I'm rooting for that kid because mm-hmm. he got severely disrespected, not only in the yeah, draft, but with the draft process. I'm, I'm tired he of – He it, fell too far. Right, and yeah. the and and the black quarterback thing. It's like cut and paste every single thing that, that everybody says. Can't read the defense. I don't know if he wants it. Ah, he's a one-read quarterback. Literally, you could say that about – they said that about Lamar Jackson. They said that about Deshaun Watson. They said it about Justin Fields. It's tired. It's boring. It's yeah. very boring. I'm tired of it. Come up with a new way to downplay somebody without it having to be this, and how could you not make that correlation? But um, I think that as long as this team is healthy, this is a 10, 11, 12-win team. Um, as far as the division goes – I really am afraid, obviously, as long as Russell Wilson is playing, those Seattle games always somehow come down to the last moment. The Rams, while they've lost some players on defense, they still are very top-heavy, and the Matthew Stafford move scares the hell out of me because Sean McVay was amazing last year with Jared Goff. Now he doesn't have to hold his hand. Matthew Stafford has much more arm talent than Jared Goff. I don't think that anybody can debate that. The Arizona Cardinals, I'm not really too worried about, uh, Spence. I'm going to tell you why. One reason, Cliff Kingsbury. Don't care. I don't care. I do not care. This guy... It is malpractice what he did last year with DeAndre Hopkins. Look at DeAndre Hopkins' numbers, and you would say, man, what a year. But when you look at his next-gen stats and you look at all the routes that he ran, everything's a three-yard out. Everything's him being on the left side 97% of the time. Imagine having the ultimate chess piece that you can move slot, right, left, and leaving him on one side. They won all of their games based on Kyler Murray. And the last game that they won, basically, I hate to bring this up because we talked about the 2019, was that Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. And, and, and imagine where they would have been without that. C.J. Beathard kicked them out the playoffs. And and yeah. it's Cliff Kingsbury. It's Cliff Kingsbury. I know that they've made moves. Okay, AJ Green, JJ Watt. I would be afraid if it was 2012. I'm not afraid in 2021. That's not. Those aren't the same guys. Yeah. Um, but as long as as long as Cliff is there, I don't fear them because I really don't think he's successful. Imagine bringing somebody over from college who wasn't even successful in college. Like it's not even like he tore it up in college. His record was horrible. And now you bring him over here. He wants to run this air raid, but he relies too much on Kyler Murray, who I think is amazing. And he mm-hmm. he's the reason that they win games. It's not Cliff, man. It's it's Kyler. And and when Kyler got hurt, you saw that go away. They started losing games because Kyler couldn't do it anymore. And I think you have a lot to blame on Cliff Kingsbury. If you're a 49ers fan, you want Cliff Kingsbury to sign a lifetime contract. You do not want him to get fired. <laughs> Now, okay, well, I, I agree as far as um, him. I, I'm not a fan of of him as a coach. I wasn't when he was in college. I, I wasn't when he came to the league. I'm like, why do they keep giving these opportunities to guys who just don't deserve them? To me, he's he's um. So for you, for him being in your division, you you look at him the same way I, I looked at Adam Gase when he was in Miami and in in New same Jersey. Deal. To same me, deal. it's like these guys are bums. Like, why, why are they coaches, man? But but it is what it is, you know. Um. He he's there now. The only reason why I'm going to kind of play devil's advocate here, and I'll, I'll kind of throw this one to Gina for a second. So I know you both kind of have the the expectation or the feeling that AJ Green isn't the same player, which he isn't. You know, obviously he's he's had tons of inter- injuries. Like it seems like almost every year he ends up being out for the season after like week six or week eight. You know, so I, I fully get his injury history. Um, but listen, he doesn't have to be AJ Green. Last year, because I watched a ton of them because I was here, um, D-Hop was doing D-Hop things. But the thing is, nobody else on the team was. Larry isn't Larry anymore. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, by name, it's like Larry. Okay, we got Larry. We got D-Hop. We got, yeah, Christian Kirk. He had moments. But what I'm telling you is, A.J. Green 
is absolutely going to elevate this offense. Do not look forward to that three-yard, five-yard dink and dunk guy anymore. I promise you, especially from what I've been seeing, I'm going to some practices in a couple days or next week, and I'm going to the, the red versus white practice. I will, I will show you. Like, I promise, I'll text you both. I'll hit you up, let you know what they're looking like. I really think these guys are going to air it. Like, that's all they've been talking about. So I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be a fluke. I really think, um, you know, it's going to happen. And I, I I think your defense is solid. I never I, I'm not worried about you guys for defense. But, dude, I'm telling you, I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch. Before before I let Gina go real quick, just one more thing on AJ, because, you know, I, you know, I play a ton of fantasy football, so I watched them a ton. He got targets in Cincinnati. He was getting the ball thrown to him with Joe Burrow. He mm-hmm. just he lacked burst. He lacked. The, the separation like this is clearly a guy who's on the other side of it so yeah you know what there, there's maybe a world where he bounces back and 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 being asked to be the number two receiver is very helpful even though when you look at how many targets he got last year he just he didn't look right and 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 that's that's my thing and then you know they're going to be very pass heavy it's air raid and and cliff kingsbury never really runs the ball that's the other thing you know it's it's edmonds and now james connor's over there so it's going to be interesting to see but like it's just the coaches is, is the reason that i'm not as scared of them what scares me and what gina can attest to and i'll pass it to her right after this can the 49ers finally unlock how to stop running quarterbacks and we're going to see if D'Amico ryan's can do that because josh allen kicked our ass Russell Wilson uh, does it on a daily, uh, you know, Kyler Murray did uh, even Carson Wentz in that Philly game with that damn RPO. The whole team is going uh, one direction. He's literally walking into the end yeah. zone. Like, what are you guys practicing? Like, what are your rules? Are, are you doing this rape exchange? Like what's going on? So it's going to be interesting to see if D'Amico Ryan's is unlocked how to stop a running quarterback, because that's going to be very vital, especially when you consider who's in our division. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Jana? I mean, yeah, that's that's a question I, I don't know of anyone can answer. How do we stop a running quarterback? You know, I, I, I yeah, that Philly game. Oh my God, that was an embarrassment. And uh, you want to talk about embarrassing games? That Miami is game is one I would love to forget. I think I someone brought it up to me, and they were like, "Remember that Miami game?" And I'm like, "No, I, I think I actually blocked it out of my head." Because that was the most embarrassing game of our season. Like, I actually blocked out a lot of last season. I call it our wheelchair season, you know, because it was so many <laughs> fucking injuries. Sorry, I so no. injuries. I mean, literally, we had guys in the practice squad playing, you know. And then Green Bay tries to come out on a Thursday night like, yeah, we're going to win this. Dude, like, do you know who we have playing? Nobody. Like... You know, the team at COVID. Yes. And you know what? But that's why I think Bill's Mafia was offended when, you know, people like Jason and others was like, no, we still going to win this game. Like we got to. And it's like, wait a minute. First of all, like we're not bad. And then secondly, y'all got so many people injured. Y'all really. And, you know, in your defense, I mean, the the team still scored 24 points, you know, so it's not like it was the worst. I know there are things you want to have back. And obviously it was a loss. So you want it to be a win. But. You know, it wasn't the absolute worst showing ever, you know, but. No, just but a yeah. couple of Mullins interceptions, like per well, usual. <laughs> and, and the other thing is, too, is what you forget is, remember, you guys got the ball first. And remember, you got stopped on fourth down at the goal line. And that means you could have had another touchdown. Like, that's how that's how we couldn't stop you guys at all in no in no form or fashion. Like, you were just talking about Cole Beasley. I remember Cole Beasley just running up the seam and Tarveris Morris just running away from him. And I'm like, what God, What in God's name is this defense? Like, what are you guys doing? So, yeah, you know what? Well, uh, I wear that one well, on my sleeve, man. I should have known better. 
<laughs> but in, in fairness to that, though, um, there was only two teams last year, at least in my recollection. I, I watched the season probably five times, but um, I feel like it was the Jets early on where we won the game with all field goals. We couldn't get in the end zone. It, it was windy, though. It was like a crazy day, but um, we couldn't get in the end zone. And then in the playoffs, when we played against the Colts, that first half, it just seemed like the Bills just couldn't move the ball. So, but all the rest of the season, Josh Allen was doing Josh Allen things. So I'm not, um, you know, I just, I really just think that last year was one of those years where it was like, okay, this is the, this is the coming of Josh Allen. Like he's here, he's arriving and people didn't realize it. So I think now, you know, going into it now, people will look at it like, oh, okay, wait a minute. We're playing against the Bills this week. We got a game plan for, you know, like I feel like now this year is going to be a completely different conversation. But last year it was just like, you know, uh, we couldn't stop you. But it, that's the team that he, that's, that's who Josh Allen was, you know. Yeah, he arrived. He arrived last year. And you can't fake that. That's why when people say, oh, look, it's just one year. Nah, you can't fake what he did last year. That's different. All the off-schedule plays, the play calling was was incredible. Dabble was in his bag. And then when you when you pair that with Stephon Diggs, man, psh, yeah, you're gonna. It's gonna be a mess to deal with. The thing that I'm impressed about, and um, you know, we're almost done here. We got about eight minutes, nine minutes left. Um, but the thing that I was impressed about with Josh was, uh, not not so much that he improved because every year you anticipate rookies, and then the second year, then the third year, and the fourth year, you want them to improve. The thing that impressed me, you kind of spoke to it earlier. Um, the chemistry between him and Stefan Diggs, um, being as good as it was with no real offseason, they didn't have preseason games. They didn't have, you know, all of the things that we're used to having for a team. But then on top of that, if you take, cause I, I see a lot of people talking about like, and actually surprisingly it's been um, Ravens fans. And I don't know why, cause I love Ravens fans, but basically they're saying like, well, Josh is only Josh because he got Stefan Diggs. If you take Stefan Diggs statistics out of it, Josh Allen still tore the league up. Like, like he's, he was doing Josh Allen things. So I just, I, I don't, I don't understand the disrespect and I, I know you guys can, can relate because you're going to go through that with Trey. I guarantee you're going to go through the same type of speech with Trey. That's fine. You know, I'm, I'm good with it. I think that, uh, you know, what Kyle identified with Trey is um, the smarts. Um, you know, he ran a pro scheme in uh, at NDSU. He made, he called all his protections. Um, he ran a lot of Shanahan concepts. So the, the fits there, I get it. You know, it's just, I think what we're going to find out later on is when the story comes out more and more about this process is like, did he really, was it really Trey Lance the entire time? Or were you just like super desperate and you just like, like you, you had to push your chips into the table to just get somebody else in there. It's going to be really interesting to figure out how this plays out. And it uh, seems like the rest of the league is kind of tuned in because they want to see how this is going to play out too. So for at least now, I mean, I know the 49ers get a lot of nation, you know, national coverage, but it seems like this year there's going to be a lot more uh, focus on them because of Jimmy and Trey. So it's going to be very, very interesting to watch uh, play out. Especially a lot of primetime games that we have too. Yep. Which trips me out. I'm going to just be honest with y'all about this. Like, and, and, uh, this, this is going to sound like hate. This is going to sound no. like hate. But I love y'all, and I love the San Francisco 49ers. But this trips me out. The thing is, when the Bills didn't do well, like if we would have went, what did, y- what did y'all end the season at? Six and ten. So if the Bills would have ended the season at six and ten, we would have had a Thursday night game, and that's it. Like, that's it. Maybe well, a Patriots game. Maybe. Would it be would it be that if if your whole team was injured and everybody kind of now is like okay at least there's context to why like you know like I I don't know if that's the case I mean it it's a good point the, it's a good point to me the thing I understand what you're saying like context but that's a fan perspective oh yeah when you because when you look at so for instance right now it's 2021 and and the, this past season is fresh 
So, of course, you're like, yo, the context. When we talk about this 10 years from now, when me and you get up 10 years from now and, and me and you just having a cigar when we somewhere on the yacht <laughs> and we talking about when we started in podcasting, we're not going to be like, yo, but context to that year, man, it was like COVID. They was di-. we're not. It's, when you look at the season, I'm going to say the Bills ended the year 13 and three. They went to the AFC championship and lost because we couldn't rush the quarterback like that's I'm not going to look at every single detail. And so, like, same thing. When you look at year, years past, nobody's saying like, oh, well, yeah, the Patriots didn't win the Super Bowl that one year because Tom Brady broke his leg. It's just that that year they weren't Super Bowl champions. So I feel you. But the Bills never get that respect. Now, this year we got five and possible like it can turn into seven. But I just I hate I hate the disrespect on the Bills, man. I hate it. I hate it. But all right. I, I done talked y'all heads off for an hour. I done ranted and raved on here, too. So I can't wait to watch I that, go, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I see my guy Joe in the comments when he first jumped in. He's like, what happened? And everybody's telling him what happened. And he's like, oh, I got to go back and watch this. I'm definitely <laughs> going back and watching it. <laughs> so before I. I'll go though, Jason, why don't you let everybody know where they can find your work, uh, where you are on Twitter, Instagram, or whatever socials you're on, and then what you got coming up? Anything big coming up? Yeah, uh, I appreciate you, Spence. This is always, man, good, man. I, I love uh, I love linking up with uh, with you. I love your knowledge of the game. I love, uh, you know, Bill's Mafia. So this is always good to talk about. And, and I actually really like going back and looking at where I messed up. Like, I like checking my work and going back and saying, you know what, man, maybe you need to change that thought process. It's always good to it's always good to celebrate your, your wins, but it's always good to go back and look at where your thought process failed you so you can get better. Um, but as, as far as where you can find me, um, at Jason Aponte2103 on Twitter, um, and my YouTube channel, Jason Aponte, uh, just started my new show with um, Eric Crocker, which is a fantasy football show. Um, and I'm leaving for camp in three weeks. Um, so that a lot of the content will be directly from there. Um, and I'm going to be close to the stadium. So a lot of stuff coming up. And uh, yeah, I mean, it would just be better for you to tap in with me on Twitter because that's usually where I'm at uh, either posting stupid memes or, or trying to be uh, football smart and, and post some stuff that uh, actually has to do with the team. But um, yeah, man, appreciate you, bro. Yo, are you going to any games this year? Yep. Uh, so uh, week two is in Philly. Um, I live 90 minutes away, so I'll be over yep. there. Um, week three, the home opener, I'll be out there. I actually have my ticket booked for uh, Chicago Halloween. Um, hopefully, that's a Justin Fields versus Trey Lance game because that would like yeah, really, really electric. Um, but as of right now, those are the three that I have directly planned out um, with others, maybe on the horizon, maybe a Seattle game. Haven't been out there to Seattle, maybe an Arizona game. That's another one. My brother lives out there so I can go stay with him and just go to the game and everything. So um, it, it really just depends on where the money's at and uh, can I make it work with my daughter and uh, make sure that she's uh, taken care of. So we'll see, but I've got those three locked in right now. Okay. Well, what I was, the reason why I was asking, and it don't sound like it's going to happen because you're going to the Halloween game. I was going to say, I'm going to the November 7th game when uh, Arizona is in Santa Clara. So uh, I would if November fifth is my birthday. That's it. That might be. That might be karaoke. Yo, karaoke is going (laughs) down. Like I'm a sing. I'm a sing. I'm gonna tell you. I'm a sing. (laughs) I love that. Now (laughs) I'm a rapper for like not for real now. Like I quit a long time ago. But (laughs) like I got I got an album and all that. Like I used to rap for real. I sing no, bro. Like not for real. I can't. I ain't good. But when I tell you, I get out there and I let my heart out, man. It's all on the mic. You like you like Fonte, man from Little Brother. Yeah, I like that. No, but I'm saying you like that's that because he he does that. Like, right, he'll be a little brother. He'll bar you to death, and then he'll go to foreign exchange, and he'll be singing that's all it. over all those records and everything. That's that's versatility, Spence. 
That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm like Ja Rule before he messed up. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I'm at. <laughs> Yo, Gina, tell me. Tell me where I can find your content. Tell me where I can find you on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you got Snap? Whatever you got. Tell me where I can find you, your content. And then just, just uh, show some love. So I'm on Twitter all day, every day. Not all night, though. I'm asleep. Um, <laughs> At Rep in the Bay 415, R E P P I N D A B A Y 415. Uh, Instagram is the same thing. Facebook is the same thing. Um, and yeah, Snapchat, uh, I just fool around. Ms. Gina G 415. And uh, yeah, I'm just, oh, and my podcast is Rep in the NorCal Sports. And um, I'm doing that on IE Sports Radio. It's actually on Spreaker.com, and it's free. And um, I go live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern. And you can chat live with me. It's really fun. Um, you can make fun of me, or you can ask me questions. And I do all Northern California sports. Um, so it's Warriors, Niners, um, Giants, A's, Sharks. Uh, San Jose Earthquakes, and I'm even going to do the Sacramento Kings and probably Fresno State football. We'll see. Hey, you just oh, everywhere. And college yep. ball. So, Man, yep. everywhere. Covering it all. I'm learning. Already, and, and that was the thing. I was telling her, like, yeah, I'm coming out there for the November 7th game, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, you on basketball too, right? I got a maybe Lakers game. And she's like, yo, I'm on that. Blah, blah, blah. Like, she just, she everywhere, man. So, listen, everybody, go follow Gina. She is incredibly, incredibly gifted, incredibly um, smart, and incredibly you. awesome. She's one of my favorite content creators, just period. So, and yeah. I'm not saying this stuff because y'all on my show. I really mean this. Like, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my people. Real quick before I before I exit the show, my man Eli has a question for Jason. He wants to know how Jalen Hurd is going to do this season. Ooh, that's the, the three thousand seven hundred and fifty five dollar question, man. Yes, I, uh, like, I mean, here's the thing: Jalen Hurd was a third round pick, and I hate to be one of those guys, but when I look on the board, they took Jalen Hurd and Terry McLaurin was on the board. Ooh, that's not a good one. You kind of missed on that one. So uh, I think I think they expect a lot from him because you would expect the 49ers to address the, the wide receiver position in the draft, but they didn't. They believe in him. They think that he is going to be a contributor. I see how they want to utilize him almost in a Chase Claypool type where he can play X, Y, Z, and he can also, you know, form a running back take those push passes and and be a, be a Swiss Army knife for this offense. You know, Kyle really loves his positionless football, and I think that's how they want to use Jalen Hurd. So uh, it, all, it all matters about can he get through camp and can he actually play because this is yeah. year three. This is year three of a third-round pick. You don't give up on those easily. So, yeah, man, uh, we just hope that we get something from him because, uh, you know, this, this wide receiver court could be in a bad way if, uh, if uh, an injury happens. Yeah, I agree with Jason. Um, he did great in college with as running back uh, role, and so I think they're just going to see what he can do, and hopefully he avoids further injuries. All right, well, we'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to uh, – really, I'm just looking forward to football. Like, I'll watch any team at yes. this point. Like, I don't care. Yeah. As much as I talk bad about Cleveland, I'll watch Cleveland 17 <laughs> or 18 weeks straight. Like, I'll watch them every week. I promise. I'll watch them all every week. Just just bring football back. I'm ready. But y'all know how I do it over here at the Code of Conduct, man. Y'all can find me like this every single Monday night until the season starts. When the season starts, I will be switching to Tuesday nights because I am not going to be missing Monday night Monday football. Night football. <laughs> yep. I love y'all. I promise. I love y'all. But Monday night is for football. So until September, y'all can find me here Monday nights and then Wednesdays. That will not change. You can find me and my guy Joe Miller on the Hump Day Hotline. And we're going to keep that thing going. You got on a cap? 
Yep. Kaepernick. That's my guy. That's my guy. Uh, But so y'all can find me here Mondays, Wednesdays, during the season on Tuesdays. And then, hey, y'all already know, take care of each other, love each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive and test negative. Go Bills. Let's go. Let's go.